This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 254 of It's All Tim's Fault. I am Tim, the one to blame, but joining me as always on this one is Dane. Dane, how's it going? And I guess I should, excuse me if I can get the words out. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we talked some baseball news, but in typical, the misery of Oakland A's fans and <laughs> the Coliseum, but I have to open the show out with some big news regarding your stadium, finally. I mean, I've been anxious to hear your thoughts on it, but it looks like yeah. Oakland's going to find a new home. Yeah. Um, well, you don't sound too excited moved. about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, be, to be honest, I uh, almost just quit watching baseball entirely. I mean, uh, the attendance me is down. The attendance <laughs> is down. You get problems with umpires and all that. Um, but, yeah. The, the the A's are moving to, I'd say, 90, 95% chance that they're moving to Las Vegas. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the writing was on the wall. You know, the A's have the lowest, years. The worst, <laughs> the worst record in baseball right now. The worst, the worst run differential. I'm not sure because they played last night, but I'm sure. Uh it's the same. Um, and, you know, of course, the lowest average attendance or the <laughs> lowest attendance in baseball. But you got to ask yourself, ask yourself why that is. And, you know, someone, quote unquote, has destroyed the team in Oakland. You know, the past couple years. And you know, I guess is being rewarded with with tax credits in Las Vegas or Nevada at the Nevada taxpayers' expense, and with a relocation to Vegas, you know. Um, and you know, like I said, the, the the writing was on the wall. You know, getting rid of the good players, stadium falling apart. You know, um, you know. A, getting rid of good players, B, stadium falling apart, you know, 
literally. <laughs> you, you, you have the market share or the revenue sharing money. Um, maybe that could have gone to um, some players um, and not field a team that's, I'm sorry to say it, but it's AAA players, right? Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> down um, there. And, you know, Coliseum is falling apart. Maybe that money could have gone to, I don't know, calling a pest control company <laughs> to get rid of the possum. I don't know if you saw it. I can't remember. Oh, I, I've playing, seen it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the broadcasting had to move from the bo- yeah. uh, broadcast room because there was a possum in there. It's going to become a possum um, kingdom you know, there now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the stray cats and uh, everything, right? Uh, maybe the money can be gone to that, you know. But yeah, it's funny. The, the, the money sort of disappeared. It's weird how that happens, Tim. <laughs> um, and, you know, of course, the, the, the raising of the prices for, uh, you know, on the, the, the season tickets and tickets in general for essentially a worse product than what you had five yeah. years ago, say, right? Um, you know, which makes people, I don't know if you know this, Tim, but when they have to pay more for an inferior product, <laughs> it doesn't make people want to buy the product. Really? I don't know if you know oh, wow. that. And <laughs> That's, like, That should be a whole new business model. And, it, you know, it's weird because if you hear it from the A's themselves, that's... That, that's a good reason to justify the move to Las Vegas. I don't know if you know that, too, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, that's the justification and that's what makes it right. Right. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. I, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> so, um, so should yeah, I, can I officially it's, write it's, you off as being an Oakland A's fan then, or a Las Vegas yeah. A's fan, but okay. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> But let me just say, you know, good luck in Las Vegas. You know, you, you're getting, I guess, prime real estate next to T-Mobile Arena. I think that's where the Las Vegas Golden Knights play. Okay. Um, the NHL hockey team. It's down the road from Allegiant Stadium, which is uh, where the Las Vegas Raiders play. Um, I don't really know if it worked out for for the Raiders. I mean, you, you I've seen all these these news articles saying that you know it's mostly the the stadium is mostly filled by fans of the visiting team. Oh really? Hmm. The people of Las Vegas or Nevada in general haven't really latched onto the team and made it their team. Um, which is really funny because the A's are hoping that 70% of Nevadans, is that correct? Um, yeah, 70% of people in Nevada, they're relying on 70% of people in Nevada to fill the stands, with 30% being tourists visiting Las Vegas, which, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, that's kind um, of a <laughs> high number to shoot yeah, for. Good luck with that. Um, also, you know, I really don't want to get into the numbers, but <laughs> kind of got to get into the numbers. So the city of Oakland offered the A's $350 million, I want to say, to to stay in Oakland as tax credits. And, you know, they're getting $500 million from Las Vegas in tax credits to move there. 
and you're telling me you're spending a billion dollars on it to build a new stadium and you couldn't crowdsource 150 million, you know, that kind of doesn't make sense, you know, to, to move from Oakland to Las Vegas for $150 million as a difference, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I know people are blaming, um, I, I believe her name is Shang Tao, the mayor of Oakland for, for refusing to talk with the, with the A's or to, to back out of talks. But, you know, you, you kind of got to realize that the A's were using Oakland to to better bargain in in Las Vegas and that and that doesn't mean that they're going to actually get 500 million which would be funny if they got the regular 350 million that, yeah that would be <laughs> yeah and then you know on top of that let's say let's say I mean I know Manfred has said that there's there will be no transfer fee. But I, I, I believe that would be $69 million a year hmm. um, and collect it. I, th- I believe it's over five years. I'm not sure. But it'd be really funny if that, that sort of handshake promise fell through also, um, you know, having to pay other teams. And that's um, a beam. Collectively, costing them more <laughs> in the end type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, but. That's okay because seventy percent of the stadium is going to be be filled by people from Nevada, Tim. It's 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 guaranteed. <laughs> you know, they, they were specifically asking for a baseball team. You know, mm-hmm. one of the the and you know they were specifically asking for a team with with uh, the lowest average attendance. That's what <laughs> they were specifically asking for. They, they they weren't asking for you know the big. NFL, you know, the, one of the biggest sports in the world to move to their town. No, they, they, they weren't asking for that. They were asking for, you know, uh, uh, a sport that, you know, is being, it's, it's, it's kind of on its way down, you know, popularity wise. I mean, come on, you get two of your best players on an awful team that probably won't make the playoffs this year. And, but thankfully, you know, the best player is still on a team that'll be on the in the playoffs. We, we got that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you know, of course, of course, seventy percent of Nevadans will show up. You know, of course, let's let's bank on that. And I don't know. I I guess the last thing I'll say is uh, uh, before I get to the future is I think the one thing that. I think the one thing that people forget, you know, people talk about the A's and, you know, how they've all of a sudden found money to move from Oakland to, to Las Vegas. And, you know, people talk about the fans, how heartbroken the Oakland fans are, right? But, like, I, th- I think the people that you really got to feel sorry for is the, the people that work at the Coliseum. You know, the vendors, the uh, concessions, the, the ushers, the security guards that are going to be losing their jobs because because of greed. Let's just flat out say it for greed. And 
you know, apparently, you know, working for the A's was working at the Coliseum was a good job. And the one good thing so about really the Coliseum, bad, I guess. <laughs> the one good thing about the Coliseum, and it's one thing that people forget about. It's really sad. And it's it's really pitiful, and it's 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 just really bad all around. And you know what? Good luck in Las Vegas. I hope you get the seventy percent of the Vadens that are going to show up to your to your stadium. I'm not even sure the the Yankees, the, one of the biggest franchises in the world, gets seventy percent of New Yorkers to show up on a Wednesday morning game, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that. Um, yeah, you, you really went into the deep dive in the numbers and all that <laughs> stuff and how it's going to work and probably not work, but I was just going into the thing, hey, they're finally getting out of the Coliseum. Like, it's got a fresh new start. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, when I saw that's all I, I, I really looked at it as... Yeah, no, thank you. Um, this is. I mean, they had to get out of there, though. That's the thing. It's like they, they couldn't stay there any more longer than, than what they already have. Are you talking about the Coliseum, or are you yeah. talking about Oakland? The, yeah, Coliseum. the Coliseum, of course. Yeah. And so, where are they going to play when the when the lease runs out in 2024? You know, the That's stadium right. isn't going to be built. Isn't going to start building until 2024. Oh, let's let's move to our minor league stadium. Yeah, <laughs> well, that'll work. Play minor league players, so I guess they'll feel right at home. Yep, I guess so. And you know the the uh, I believe it's the Los Angeles Chargers did that. They played at a college a college stadium um, before the uh, SoFi Stadium was built. But I guess that worked for them. I mean, I don't I I don't know their attendance numbers for for the Chargers. I, I know Las Vegas. I mean. Los Angeles, sorry, didn't really want the Chargers there. They, they wanted the Rams, but they want the, uh, the Chargers there. But I'm not, I, I don't really follow football, and I'm not sure about like the the fan support. But uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm done with A's. I feel sorry for their fans. I really feel sorry for their fans. And, like, more than anything, I feel sorry for the people that work work for the A's in the back office, and you know all the people that work work at the Coliseum. Um, it it's really heartbreaking that you know the A's they just couldn't pay more money. That's it. You know, just shell the money, move into Howard Terminal, and it would have been all fine. But no, they have to do this big move to Las Vegas because they think. Las Vegas is the promised land of professional sports in America. Um, yeah, it's it's sad. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'll say. So, okay, wow, not, not the reaction uh, I was expecting. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. It's sad. It's pitiful. Like I said. Um, so, like like I said in the beginning, I was I, I was about ready to just stop following baseball. Uh, you know, it's like, I know they do the, the pitch thing now and it's, it's uh, sped up the games, but the games are lot, still way too long. It's a lot better though. <laughs> so yeah, like, what, I get home from work, I got like have most of the game to see, but now when I come back, it's already almost over. I mean, it, it yeah. is good to have these shorter games and I think the new rules have been like really good. 
Yeah, and I, I'd agree with you. Um, so I've, I was ready to quit baseball because, you know, baseball takes a, a part of your soul, really. It doesn't give you anything, anything back, really, <laughs> if you're asking me. <laughs> well, um, wait, with your experience, you, yeah, <laughs> last few years I could see that. But that's what makes it so great. You get so invested and when you're disappointed by your teams or the way your teams run, it, it hits you personally on a level that few things do. Yeah. But uh, but uh, just I've, just uh, come on my side, I've, Dave. Just root just root with the Yankees going. <laughs> what well, you're close, you? well, you're close. Uh I I went back to the Mets. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and you know the Mets are the reason why I got into baseball. The Mets are the reason why I got into baseball, and the '86 Mets are the reason I got into baseball. So, so yeah, that's right, uh, okay. that's me now. <laughs> uh, which is funny because the first game I watched, Scherzer got suspended oh. for ten games. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, good old sticky stuff, or. Whatever he was using. <laughs> yeah, but what was he using? That's what we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I think the the broadcast saying like he was using um the stickiness from tape because they were taping the pitch counter to his fingers mm. on his on his glove hand. Yeah, like a combination like, how would you of sweat that? or something. But yeah, like how would you transfer that from your left hand to your right hand <laughs> to your right-handed pitch? Kept saying he was anyway. washing it too. When he come back, yeah, out. with alcohol, and, and there was an MLB <laughs> representative watching it. Doing, yeah, doing. so either way, yeah. there's still something on there. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Well, are we officially closing the I, book? I, I don't on... really want to. I I don't really want to follow an American League team. Obviously, you know why. <laughs> Even though but... there's more, there's more games now. That are being played, um, you know, back and forth. So. Yeah, so the more balanced schedule. Yeah. Well, I guess this is a, a monumental episode, Dan. You're officially closing the book on your Oakland A's fandom, which I think at the beginning uh, of the podcast we started, like the first year or two, you were still with the Mets. Las but Vegas pretty... A's, you mean? Oh, yeah. Las Vegas A's. Tim. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because it has a nice ring, Tim. Tim, it has a nice ring. Don't you think so? Las it has Vegas really A's. Nice ring. It does. Las Vegas A's. And, L- and the L- LVAs, <laughs> the LVAs, um, and you know, that's really what's going to get people to to seventy percent of the fans <laughs> are going to fill the stadium. Uh, we'll we'll see what cool new logo or designs they come up for the A's now in Vegas. Yeah. Well, they still have the green color so. too. Maybe it's going to be a whole different. Maybe there'll be a whole different look. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I was, I was reading. It's like, of course they're gonna, they're they're gonna keep the A's name, right? They're not gonna rename the team or whatever. It's not gonna be like the Las Vegas, Las Vegas, I don't know, slot machines or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be a slot machine on the hat or whatever. Uh, now I really want them to change their name to the slot machine. <laughs> oh, that would um, be great. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe uh, a brand change is what the A's need. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what's been holding them back all these years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird how they found money, Tim, to do this. It's really <laughs> weird. 
Maybe um, they found it in Vegas, in a slot machine. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe they just found it in the in the Nevada desert somewhere. They just uh, it was just buried, and they dug it up. Maybe that's where <laughs> they well, where they found it. And it, maybe that's where they found it. You know, it's 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 funny how there's money now. Huh. Let the conspiracy theories begin. <laughs> weird. That's 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 so weird. I mean, um, you, you would see, you would think that, you know, the, the, there would have been money in the past, you know, to, to I don't know, maybe, maybe not offer Marcus Simeon, you know, one of your, the, the pillars of your team at that time, to, to stick around, not offer him one million dollars over eleven years. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and not even reach that qualifying offer, you know. Uh, uh. Or, or to pay to to, to pay uh, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Mark Canna, you know, Liam Hendricks. The, it's uh, it's weird how oh, there's money all of a sudden to to not only pay a transfer fee but to uh, to build a billion dollar stadium, a billion dollar stadium, Tim. a one point five billion dollar stadium. Uh, don't worry, the five hundred million is going to be taken care of. You just got to pay them one billion dollars. What a coincidence! <laughs> anyway, uh, well, my we got that off your chest, Tom. Fine, now you can move on officially. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and you know, it, there's things to be, I don't know, positive about with with uh, with baseball. With the with the Mets, you know, the Mets actually have a stadium that's decent. <laughs> that's that's not modern. Uh, that's that's in the twenty first century. Uh, and they they have the richest owner in baseball who will spend money. So <laughs> the complete opposite yeah. end of the spectrum. With Oakland. Yeah, you, you would think a billionaire would be able to pay players. On the A's, you know, you, you would think a billionaire would be able to do that, but you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I, Tim, I'm not a billionaire. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> oh, really? But, All uh, this time? Yeah. <laughs> I I'm was not, assuming I'm not that a you billionaire. were a <laughs> I'm not a millionaire, Tim, either. Um, yeah, there's positive things to to look forward to with the Mets. Uh, the Mets are the reason why I got into baseball. I said, uh, you know, you got Verlander, even though he's hurt. Scherzer, even though he's, even though he's uh, suspended. You got Lindor. Hey, Pete Alonso. Canna, again. Leading the league in home runs is, again. Alonso, a guy that doesn't look like a baseball player, I would say. <laughs> uh, Starling Marte, Nimmo, who I, I constantly want to call Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you know what the best uh, part is about uh, Pete, Pete Alonso? He's a he's a big 311 fan. He actually had the lead singer from really? 311, Nick Hexum, come and like, do some batting practice stuff and visit the clubhouse. Really? Yes. I'm surprised he's not your favorite player in, in Major League Baseball. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll be my favorite, but I, I totally respect him more so than maybe some other players because of that. Yeah. 
So, so if the uh, if the Yankees trade for uh, Alonso, are you going to be like super happy? Not only because <laughs> he's a great uh, baseball player, but because he's the three eleven fan. Yes, uh, of course. No, I have yet to hear if he use he hasn't doesn't use any of their songs to walk up to, which is disappointing. But <laughs> I didn't I didn't quite uh, I didn't hear when I was watching uh, the uh, the Mets play uh, the, the Giants last night, but. Uh, yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't if you're a 311 fan. You should, yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, there's think positive stuff to look forward to. It's probably got my favorite player on the Mets. Uh, I mean, my favorite my favorite player in baseball is on the Mets, which is uh, Mark Hanna. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy. Good. You know, I can I can leave all that. I'm surprised I didn't swear, Tim. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I didn't swear accidentally. Um, Bring out that edit button now I am, for the first time on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I am um, happy to have all that BS behind yeah. Well, it was a bumpy road. <laughs> it was pretty much all bumps yeah. on your Oakland fandom during the course of your the years you were following them. But greener pastures now as you're back on the East Coast with the New York team. So Even though it's the Mets. Yeah. Glad to have you on as a yeah. <laughs> back as a fan for a New York team. So, so if there's a Subway Series thing, we're not mm. going to talk. We're not going to do the podcast right until it's it's over. Of course. So then, whoever whoever wins yeah. the Subway Series and something will have to we'll have to work something out. <laughs> the loser has to yeah, do something right. they don't want to. Right. Anyway, ran over. Sorry. It's, <laughs> Almost uh, 25 minutes of Dane lamenting about the Oakland slash Las Vegas A's. It's all good. <laughs> you got to get it out. Yeah, I feel better now, Tim. Good. <laughs> and I feel better to be back with the back with the Mets. It all ends on a positive. That's what we do here. You know, and I mean, I'm not one to praise an owner, uh, but it's it's great to see an owner that actually spends his uh, puts his money where his mouth is. Exactly. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the A's, what happens with the A's. I, I completely doubt that this move is going to help. Um, maybe, maybe the 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 ownership, the the team will make their money back in in real estate deal that they're doing. You know, real estate wise. Because, I mean, that was the big controversy, too, in Oakland, where it's, it, you know, it's 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 really petty and stupid. But one of the big things was they would have to build a condo, right? And the, <laughs> wow. the, on the land surrounding the, the Howard Terminal Stadium, the big controversy was the affordable housing units. Uh. And... <laughs> A percentage of affordable housing units that they would have to have to have, you know, according to state law and stuff, or city law or whatever. And I mean, that's just petty. If you if you don't really want affordable units in your condo building, yeah. like, you don't want poor people living next to you. So yeah. Anyway. Well. I guess a good way to end the baseball conversation is as we're talking right now, the Yankees just won their game with a walk-off single to beat the Blue Jays. So we're all in a positive mood right here. <laughs> well, Tim, it is the Blue Jays. So. Oh, the, the Blue Jays have been pretty good, though. 
And they've been mouthing off on the Yankees too, so I'm glad they won this game. <laughs> yeah. But uh, with with that, I guess we can move on to the complete opposite from baseball to Lord of the Rings. I can't make any baseball and hey, Tim, before, analogies right now. <laughs> yeah, before we get to that, am I wrong? I mean, when this whole ace thing happened, it, it sort of reminded me that uh, with, with all due respect, I remember when, um, what did, uh, uh, I forget what I was going to say. What did, um, wow, I I completely. (laughs) Completely out of mind. What did Judge have, uh, how many homers did Judge have? Uh, that quote unquote unofficially broke the home run record. Sixty-two. Sixty-two. Yeah. Okay. So he had sixty-two at the end of the year. Yes. He didn't hit anymore. No, okay. that was it. Okay. Am I justified in, in thinking like, who cares? Nope, because <laughs> uh, I I really care about it. To me, that is the home run record. I mean, it's legit. So. In my book, and I know yeah, many but, other fans' books, even though it might not be officially in the baseball records, and all right, that's the uh, he's the home run king. Yeah, but I mean, Major League Baseball sort of sort of ruins the, uh, the oh whole yeah home I mean, run race. Thing, well, right, the steroid players ruined it. Majority, of, obviously, baseball for taking forever to act on it did so. But yeah, it's up to the fans to how they view it, and I'm definitely viewing it as a huge achievement. Okay. And regardless of it, it is the American League home run record. Uh, yeah. Regardless of steroids or not that. So. Right. How is uh, Donaldson doing? He's on the IL, so not great. <laughs> yeah. Did he even play before this year? That. Or... He played a little bit, even before uh, that. Not great. Uh, yeah. That tends to happen to ace players. That that <laughs> that lead. But yeah, anyway, sorry <laughs> to sidetrack us. All right. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, commentary. Minute 41 through minute 42. As always, grab your DVD player, or your DVD disc, I should say. Your VHS tape, your Betamax, your Laserdisc, your HD DVD. And I was going to say your Netflix physical media, this is going to be... An option that's not going to be available to anyone because it was just, I think, announced right. this week. They're just do. I forget, like they're sending out their last one this month or something like that, but it's officially going away. So <laughs> that is officially now a dead media format. <laughs> yeah. Gone are the days where, you know, you send away for the first disc of the Batman the Animated Series DVD box set. <laughs> And then and patiently then wait for the next it, disc, and the next disc. <laughs> send it back, and then get the next one, and send it back. Sounds wow. like you're speaking from experience there, Dean. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and then uh, you, you sort of forget that you that you have it, and then you realize that, the, and then you find the red envelope, and you know it's like, oh, wow, I forgot to send this back. It's been seven months. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. R.I.P. So so I guess we can't say that anymore. Uh, 
No, but it's a dead medium. So we're talking about all the stuff you can't use. <laughs> so, but now it's officially, oh, officially yeah. dead. <laughs> so we got to keep yeah, it on officially. Yeah. Uh, just like your many... Go ahead. I wonder how many people still did that. I know. I'm curious to see the numbers on that. <laughs> Yeah, five thousand maybe. I bet it's more than expected. Yeah, it it would have to be if they kept it around for so long. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, but you could. I guess you could still get your blockbuster video membership uh, rental at that one store that's still left. Uh, so that's not officially dead <laughs> yet either. But it outlasted Netflix. Hey, blockbuster yeah. can claim that. <laughs> and as a, uh, the DVHS, but then. Our favorite copy, your DVD to or VHS to DVD converted burn copy that you made on your PC converted <laughs> version of Lord of the Rings. So you got all that. We're at the 41 minute mark and I'll give the countdown if you're ready, Dane. Is that illegal to do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, did you say uh, UMD? I did not say UMD. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, so yes, yeah. your many 10, 20 this umd disc <laughs> to watch just the first half of the fellowship of the ring yeah okay i am i am uh i'm ready now tim as i see gandalf's face in shock yes <laughs> all right three two one play he's still in shock there yeah frodo's face face of terror But then Frodo gets his courage. You see, Gandalf and, Gandalf and Frodo's face, you know, shocked. was my reaction in seeing actual Major League Baseball players play for the Mets. <laughs> That's what my face was like. Uh, seeing people actually get hits, score runs, pitch good. Yeah, <laughs> that was my face, then. So well, now I have a good visual point of your reaction to seeing <laughs> what baseball could be. And see, you made a good connection to our baseball discussion to Lord of the Rings. I'm proud of you, Dean. I did it. Did it. <laughs> it's a very appropriate one, too. So this, like, you uh, being like Frodo off the run, a bit leaving to Joe Oakland to, to go be a Mets fan. <laughs> it's like your Frodo journey yeah. there. <laughs> oh, my God. You... I, I'm I'm taking one of those um, giant moths straight to border <laughs> to, to New York. I'm taking I'm I'm not walking, you know I'm not taking a long way. I'm going straight straight there, and I don't care if the eye sees me and attacks me with those flying nazgles. You know, I'm going straight. Yes, if you're traveling with the great eagles, yeah. you should be get there very safe hands and very quickly too. Oh, sorry. It's an eagle. I thought it was a moth. Well, Gandalf used like a moth to communicate to. Yeah, he did, right? Yeah. Huh? Oh, I see. I thought it turned into a big, big moth. No. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, we'll, we'll get to that once we get yeah. to that scene, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's in. No, no, that's in the two towers, right? No, it's in this one. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Because he has his fight with Saruman, oh. and then he gets trapped on the top of Isengard. Ah, uh, no, when I'm, he goes thinking, to, I'm getting... Yeah. yeah. He tells the story when I'm he meets Frodo back in Rivendell. Fused, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, there's that Bilbo Jopalt. I, I turn into a, 
uh, yeah. Call Dracula for a second thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the stuff we have to look forward to. I mean, it's going to be a while, but <laughs> yeah, we're making progress. Um, one more thing on baseball before we, uh, before we move on. I am so glad I didn't cheap out like I did last year and get the single team MLB oh, yeah. TV package. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I went. Uh, I, uh, well, imagine I, being stuck. I actually put down the money. Yeah. Imagine being stuck just with the Oakland A game. <laughs> I'm so glad that I, I, I bought the full package. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack us and yet speaking, again. Yeah. But you're not saving that much, really, when you just do the single team. When I was looking into that, I thought it'd be a lot cheaper, but it's only like 20 bucks cheaper. Than like that. I might as well just pay yeah. an extra 20 to get the whole, to see every team. Yeah. And you know what? They, they should just make it a little more expensive just so that you can get it ad-free, you know, on demand. If, if you're watching it on demand, you can get it ad-free. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, that's the one thing about the the services they leave the ads in there yeah who wants to see those yeah <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad if it was the same ad over again you know? <laughs> right <laughs> same ads but yeah anyway sorry didn't mean to sidetrack us yet again <laughs> uh, we, one more thing sorry and I I believe you'll agree um so i didn't know that on xbox mlb the show was free <laughs> oh yeah that, that's what I, how i've been playing it <laughs> i've really been enjoying the uh the negro leagues Me too. this year yeah. it's super fun man uh, i am i am stuck on one right now though yeah um, i was about to say it's kind of challenging too. yeah <laughs> like yeah Anyway, that's mainly with the hitters, I'm, where you just have to hit a home run in the game, and I haven't been able to do that yet. <laughs> so that's where I'm stuck yeah, at. Yeah, right maybe now. you gotta like, got like turn the sliders down or t- turn down the yeah, difficulty or whatever. Yeah, because it's all casual on rookie play. I tried doing that no. in the settings on there. It's like it's all set already, for, I think, for that particular mode. But it's like I want to get through it to see all the <laughs> stories on the rest of the players, but they're all locked until you complete that one mission or that one. Yeah, mission for it. So, yeah, that one, one mission where you gotta like get three strikeouts in a row, or you gotta yeah. strike out the entire side. And, uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really but, cool. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And I like how they they have like the video packages before and give you like, yeah. a history about like, uh, you know, uh, to be honest, uh, part of baseball that I had no idea about. And uh, yeah, it's, it's man, that's how you really like keep people coming back to your game um, year after year, even though it's kind of kind of sort of the same product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if you compare one to the other, like the twenty-two to the twenty-three, so yeah, I mean that's a, that's a great game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's worth playing just for that mode. <laughs> yeah, Gra- graphics are amazing. It's fun, and then you just oh, learn the yeah. history of that league that. <laughs> Not too many people the, fans don't know about. Yeah, especially the the Negro Leagues, um, you know, missions. It's like, it's like, are, those aren't accurate to where, like, the Negro Leagues were playing, right? 
Um, not sure how accurate like the, the stadiums we created for the games are. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure yeah. they tried to be though, but I can't be 100. Yeah, but sure. I actually like the Negro League stater, st- stadiums better than I like the actual current stadiums. Uh, uh, I yeah, love like that classic feel. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just feels graphics, like baseball. It's really nice. I I like how they give you different options for like pitching and hitting and fielding and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean you can really customize it to how you want to play in your play style, which is great. I did try yeah. Road to the Show where I created my own player and used the face scan to put my face on there. <laughs> <laughs> but my career's not going too good. I mean, to be fair, really? it's, it'll, it takes a while for you to to get called up to the major. So I do a lot of, of the simulation to see how I do. <laughs> I do okay, yeah. but haven't gotten the call uh, to the big leagues. But then I've done it. I've said, are, you like, doing, up to, are you doing the random team or, or are you specifically going for the Yankees? I specifically did the Yankees, yeah. Uh, but I stopped because I got to a point where the Yankees aren't offering me a contract anymore. <laughs> so it's like these other oh, teams really? are giving me contracts. Like, no. Oh, I did get promoted get, uh, to AAA, but I haven't cracked the big leagues yet. Uh, so so you became a, a restricted free agent in, in the minor leagues? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got contract offers for like the Astros or the Phillies. And I'm like, no, definitely not going to the Astros. <laughs> but uh, I wonder if you go to the Astros and you make the big league club. I wonder if you can hear the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> <the game. laughs> that. I wonder if they added yeah. that aspect in MLB the show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, was, cause <laughs> I don't know if you tried that mode, but obviously when you're not playing, it shows you like the hub area. So you're in the clubhouse of uh, the stadium that you're in so it's funny if you're like you're just sitting there going to the menus and you just re- hear some random banging going on <laughs> yeah so <laughs> well mm-hmm. i i like the, the the season modes uh you know like like taking the oakland ace to the world series which will never happen right and, <laughs> that's uh, the only way you can live out know, like reality <laughs> training for for mike trout <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's gonna be the best part doing all the things oakland A's will never ever do <laughs> Never, see what it would be like. Never ever do. Yeah. <laughs> to have one good player. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game's great. Yeah. I I want to try to finish the Negro Leagues mode before when Jedi Survivor comes out this week. But I, again, I'm stuck on trying to hit that one home run. <laughs> I I tried to do it for like an hour and I wouldn't. I got came close. And there was the <laughs> previous of uh, quest that or mission I had to complete was get two extra base hits and that one extra base hit I got was a home run and then move on to the where I have to actually hit a home run. I can't do it now. <laughs> who, um, who is that for? Oh, what's his name? It's like, it's the fourth one that I'm on right now. Josh Gibson. It's not Josh Gibson. Right? I don't think so. I'll have to look it up, yeah. but it's, it's the fourth player on there. I completed three of them so far and I'm going in order too. Uh, I see. I can't remember which one I'm on. I think I'm on second one. Because the first three were pitchers. Well, no, the second one I think it was a it was a hit a two way player. He was a pitcher and a hitter. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's Hank Thompson. I'm on. Third one. Ah, uh, okay. Because the third one was uh, Rube Foster, who was like the executive slash player, or he owned. He was like. Oh yeah, part of the ownership the that started guy. the Negro Leagues and of the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the big guy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah, I gotta get. 
I gotta get back on that before Jedi Survivor comes out. I totally forgot it came out this week. I thought it came out next week. <laughs> but but they, they, I guess they want to create some space for uh, Breath of I mean, not Breath of the Wild, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Kingdom. Which, that reminds yeah. me of your surprise text I got from you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you actually yeah, pre-ordered it. What did it, Dave? There had to be something that made you want to pre-order it now. Uh, I don't know, FOMO, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, the last trailer we got? I was just thinking about... No, because I, 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 I didn't really watch any of the trailers. I, saw, I, saw, I just saw clips. Like, uh, you know, you can create anything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in this game. So. Yeah. The item fusion or the weapon fusion stuff, too, that I was trying to convince yeah, it was yeah. going to be a really cool future. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm a fan of open world games. I just I just love a good open world game that you can just play forever. Like, uh, the Assassin, the last three Assassin's Creed games, Origins, um, yeah, Origins, Ragnarok, and uh, Odyssey. And, you know, just like exploring the world. I mean, those ones have the benefit of, you know, being sort of historically accurate. Like in Origins, they pretty much made ancient Egypt. I mean, not Mm, on a one-to-one scale, but, you know, condensed a little bit. But, you know, I'm a fan of open world games and exploring them. You know, I would be a huge... I mean, I... It would be a huge mistake to to not say that Breath of the Wild is one of the greatest open world games ever made. Um, the one of the prettiest too, also. Um, and as a fan of open world games, yeah, th- that's that's one of the best open world games I, I have to say. Even though I, yes, again, <laughs> weapon degradation. Despite all that, game, yes being almost one hit by everything in in the uh, in the beginning of the game but you know it like you said and I, I sort of realized that yeah it does kind of play into the uh, whole aspect of realism mm-hmm. and you know look like that whole stamina bar thing too you know it plays into the realism thing and even though it, to me it does go overboard way overboard with weapon degradation and the stamina and being one hit by almost everything early on in the game. Uh, it's, it would be dumb for me to deny that, you know, it is one of the, A, the greatest games ever made, B, uh, probably, probably the best open world game, uh, open world map game that's been made so far. You know, in terms of like uh, crafting, exploring, and you know that that whole aspect of I mean, it's, you can the e- an easy way to tell if uh, open world game is really good is to just have your character stop and do nothing and just hear the the, the um, ambient noise and you know, the, the, the graphics and what's going on in your field of view. And I feel that Breath of the Wild does that really well. Yes. Without question. So, yeah, so, that's, that's, I'm glad you came to your senses. <laughs> that's why I pre-ordered Tears of the Kingdom. And 
I don't know. Nintendo is sort of like Naughty Dog, where they just put out a refined, well-done product. Um, at least with Breath of the Wild, with, with Mario, and yeah. So, with Tears of the Kingdom, I feel like they're going to refine it. And if I'm if I'm wrong, you know, I'm only seventy dollars wrong. <laughs> just that. So, I mean, I didn't. I didn't go out and buy that switch, that new switch, the OLED switch that uh, people are trying to buy up really fast. Yeah, there is that special Zelda edition one where it's like, it looks really cool, but if I could really justify a purchase of that right now. If it enhanced like the visual quality of playing it through the dock and the TV, then yeah, but it's like usually pretty much only the enhancements are when you're playing it out of the dock in handheld mode, which I won't be doing too much. In the handheld mode? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be playing it on your TV. Yes. There might be some uh, times where I just like, I'm trying to complete, if there's like a lot of side quests and stuff, and I'm yeah. watching a baseball game or something like that, I'll have, maybe I'll take it out and play it through the handheld mode. Because that's what I did sometimes with Breath of the Wild. I just wish there was a way to easily easily plug in your um, your charger to uh, to the to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of well, an inconvenient uh, spot in the dock. <laughs> it's like off yeah. to the side. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's why I pre-ordered uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm glad to hear it. Now, now we could be talking to each other about it. And yeah. And giving our impressions when it finally comes out, which uh, Jedi Survivor begins the gauntlet of amazing games I need to play <laughs> all in a row. It's going to be tough. I know. I'm not looking forward to rushing through that. I mean, you, I'm gonna uh, do. Survivor. I think I'm gonna have to do a Jedi Survivor something. I don't want to do, yeah. but I think I have to. Is play it on story yeah. focus mode. Um, yeah, just play it on the easiest mode and just hit those big story moments. Exactly. I think that's like, what I'm gonna do. Yeah. If it was anything else other than a Zelda or or Final Fantasy, I I wouldn't do it. But those are the two greatest yeah. video game franchises for me. So yeah. <laughs> we don't get them very often. So when they come out, I got to play it right away. <laughs> yeah. Even, even that, I mean, like I said, like I'm a fan of open world games and like doing side quests and stuff, but like survivor, you're it, just sticking to the main thing. Unless there's a character you really want to see. It does seem like it's going to be bigger though than more open than the first game was. So that's why I think it, I know probably going to be a little yeah. lengthier than the first one. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, just stick to the main story and the main plot points, and hopefully we'll beat it by. by we got, ex- uh, we got exactly King two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, from, and from well, yeah, me, I'm, I'm notoriously slow in video games, especially when it comes to yeah. my pet peeve of playing and watching things in the daytime, which cuts some hours off <laughs> and. Yeah. Now that it takes longer to get dark, it <laughs> cuts time too. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that Zelda, yeah. I have a month, just about a month, maybe like a month and a week before Final Fantasy 16 comes out. And that, the Tears of the Kingdom, man, that's going to be so huge. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie <laughs> about finishing that one before Final Fantasy 16. And Final Fantasy 16 looks awesome. So <laughs> yeah, it's a great to have all Zelda's these games. Open world too. Right. Um, yeah, more so than any other Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that state of play they had for it like a week ago? Where um, they kind of. I just watched a little bit of the combat. And it okay. looks really cool. Yeah, it yeah. looks fun. 
Not um, to mention Street Fighter Six comes out, I think, sandwiched between <laughs> Zelda and Final Fantasy. And I, I love Street Fighter. This one seems really cool too. So, and I don't also, know. I still, th- I, I, Tim, I still think they're gonna do what they did with Slide. Like they had to learn their lesson. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be some DLC stuff, but not as much as it was for Five. I don't know. In the in this in this video game world we're living in, I th- I think it's gonna be like Five, and we're not gonna have like all the characters. Yeah, we know it's not gonna be all, but hopefully it's more and the content enough to satisfy to where you don't <laughs> relying on that DLC stuff to feel fulfilled. What so. if they made an open world Street Fighter game? They're kind of there is not open world, but there's more of like a story mode to it. This one where you create your own character and you develop yeah. his like fighting style, his look, and all that, and you kind of make your way, I guess, through the tournament. So there is more of a story focus than ever before in a Street Fighter game, which should be cool. Yeah. Um, also, which which uh, version of Tears of the Kingdom did you buy? Uh, I'm just sure. gonna get the digital. I'm just gonna get the digital version, the basic one. I mean, oh, you're you're not getting like the store exclusive like. No, they're pretty much all gone anyway. Or... The collector's edition uh, sold out forever. So. Uh, I see. I see. And then which um, edition did you get? A Survivor, just a regular. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking and, of and getting. I have a pre-order. I have a pre-order. Yeah, I got to do that this week. But it's uh, like I, I'm in no rush to pre-order things now since I'm, I get pretty much all digital unless there's a really great collector's edition that comes out, but. That's rarely yeah. the case, and when there is, they're they're gone pretty quickly. So, but yeah, right. with Jedi Survivor, since uh, I, I'm on Game Pass and it's part of Game Pass is connected with EA Play, you get like ten dollars off of the game. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, with that ten dollars off, should I just get like the deluxe edition to get some of those more customizable features? Because there's going to be a lot more customizations in this game than the first one, especially with Cal as a character yeah. and BD. So should I do that? But then plus I got like enough. Microsoft uh, rewards points to generate a $10 off gift card. <laughs> so I might use that for a few. So maybe I might get the deluxe. Oh, $20 digital. off? Yeah. Yeah, $20 off the deluxe. That's pretty much the price of the standard, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then do, do you know what the pre order bonuses are for? It's mainly standard? cosmetic stuff, like the oh, okay. customization. Yeah. And your lightsaber. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then I'm I also. pre order that one. Yeah, I just got this week too the Final Fantasy uh, Pixel Collection, the remaster that finally came out on consoles. I got that on the Switch. Final what Fantasy. What is that? What is that? It's pretty much Final is Fantasy. Some... It's Final Fantasy Wait, one through six. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. But they're just. Oh, so it's not like a full remaster. No, they, they upgraded it's the graphics. HD. Yeah, the the pixel. It looks yeah. really good. It still has that classic old school feel to it, but looks nice on modern TVs and consoles though. So. Like I uh, want to play those too. So eventually, after all this gauntlet of awesome new games comes out, I'll go back to replaying all the old school Final Fantasy games on there because I've been waiting for this for so long uh, to have them all yeah. on a console and in a cool remaster too. I, I wish they put it on Xbox, but <laughs> uh, they didn't. Sure. But I now have them all to where they're easily accessible, which I'm excited about. So yeah, a lot sure. of stuff to look forward to in gaming. Where last year was the opposite, where there was Maybe two new games Nothing. I played last year. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much <laughs> turtles. <laughs> Shredder's Revenge and the Cowabunga Collection were my highlights of gaming last year. <laughs> yeah, you know what Square Enix should do, Tim? They should remaster and re-release Final Fantasy VII. Oh wait, they did that. <laughs> right? Oh no, wait, it was only half the game. 
a quarter of the game. Uh, oh, but it was worth it. Game. I have no complaints. <laughs> I have zero complaints about how they're doing it. So, so when's that part two coming out? <laughs> it says winter twenty three. So sure, it could be very end, or it could be. I, I'm guessing it's going to be early twenty twenty four. If I'm being honest. <laughs> Yeah, if I'm being honest, it's probably winter 27, but most likely. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's pretty far along now. It's pretty far along. <laughs> well, well, this is this yeah. is probably the only time where I was kind of hoping for one more delay for either Zelda or Final Fantasy 16, <laughs> just so I can have a bigger gap between those two. But no, Zelda's delayed. What's that? Was Zelda delayed? Yeah, it was supposed to come out last year in 22. Ah. I didn't even know that. Okay. Uh, speaking of delays, though, man, what's the just a Suicide Squad killed the Justice League from Rocksteady? That has just <laughs> been a disaster. Jeez. Well, okay. So wait for the reviews and how. Like, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, even even Hopefully. then, it, it's gonna be a game I'm gonna wait to go on sale <laughs> probably, but yeah. unless unless yeah. it gets amazing, so, like, amazing, amazing reviews across the board, but. I've said before how the concept has never really appealed to me as far as what the game is story-wise. But the gameplay, I think that last demo they had on the PlayStation State of Play just rubbed everyone the wrong way to how basic it looked. And then I'll have to be online all the time and more like yeah. microtransaction focus or not still doing that type of thing where it's like, nope. So I assume this delay is taking all that stuff out and maybe making the gameplay a little more better than what they showed off. So, so what was the big controversy um, for that uh, uh, gameplay trailer that they released? Was it, was it just like a, the? Uh... It just felt very Go basic ahead. and generic, just like a, just a basic third-person shooter type game. And I think it's more it has to do with uh, having like all the added stuff that, like the added having to be online all the time and the microtransaction type stuff and those type of games where loot crates and all that. So I'm not sure if it's specifically that's what's in there, but that similar type of thing. So like where the gameplay is going to be focused on, which I absolutely hate. <laughs> yeah, loot boxes. Could you imagine if MLB The Show did that? <laughs> like the, the Negro League stuff? Well, yeah. <laughs> you got you to buy Josh Gibson's part. Bat or something <laughs> in order to play. Yeah. You have to buy his bat. I don't know. Yeah, so so wait for the review on that one because that doesn't look uh, like it's gonna be the I don't know. It's it gonna be uh, anything that would be interesting. Yeah, it's just like that. You know, Rocksteady off the amazing job they did with the Arkham games. That this one yeah. is having so much delays and trouble getting the game actually out there. So, and even the main heads of Rocksteady they've left. Was it Saffron Henderson? I think his name was. Like, I'm not sure if he's like sticking around for the end of this development, but I know he's leaving Rocksteady. Rock so Uh-oh. we'll see what the future holds for them as a studio. But this like like me might be their last big hurrah. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm. I wonder what what's been delaying this game. I wonder if it's I know, like, before all this stuff. I know it. It would. It would have to be an essential problem, right? You would think the, the actual. Yeah, gameplay itself, the combat or whatever. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but definitely a lot to look forward to in the in video games in, in this year, that's for sure. 
and yeah, well, we should really talk about it. To, not really looking forward to rushing through Jedi Survivor. Yeah, so hopefully doing on story focus mode will be a good balance of not rushing through it, but getting through it enough time for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, hopefully we it's 60, 60 FPS. Right, you know? You're probably, you're probably going to have to choose. <laughs> yeah. Performance. But, or I mean, I'd rather have it at 60 FPS than you know, oh, that sunset looks really cool. It's too bad I'm looking at pictures. <laughs> ah, <laughs> as we always say, why can't they? With these new consoles, why can't it just be both? You know, I I think it's because PC PC gaming mm, has really like outplayed uh, outplayed this the console the console manufacturers, right? And like things look amazing on PC, but you know, with the console, you can't really change anything. So mm, exactly. Yeah, the, the the PC, I don't know, hardware stuff just moved way faster than it can get out the PS5 or the Xbox Series, whatever we're on. Xbox Series X one five three. That's what it's called. I think that's what I'm looking at right now. That, that white box. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Series S. If it's the white one. Uh, yeah, the Series S uh, 5.713 X31 uh, 360, right? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Uh, you're not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> sidetrack us. Uh, I think that's the theme of this episode, sidetrack. <laughs> yeah, sidetrack after sidetrack. But fun talks nonetheless, though. <laughs> but so, Dane, we had the finale for The Mandalorian Season 3 this last week. I take it you watched it? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't been. Uh, which is funny because uh, my girlfriend has. Oh, really? And uh, she she really liked it. She's more I, of a Star Wars fan than you are. I, I'm I guess, I guess I'm a fake fan, too. Yes. Tim, so you call me a fake fan. I've, I've called you out on it. But I like <laughs> certain things. You can go ahead and uh, call me a fake fan. You are a fake fan from here on out. Uh, yeah. so I, I guess I'm just going to have to play Jedi Survivor on easy mode and rush <laughs> through it. Well, I can't call you all out. Can't call you out on that since I'll be doing the same thing. So <laughs> I'm gonna call you out on the Mandalorian. But I, I will say I loved it. It was not the finale I was expecting, but that's part of what made it great, in my opinion. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. Can you can you confirm or deny one thing? Sure, if you don't mind <laughs> having that confirmed or denied, I'll be happy to. I I don't care about the spoil being spoiled on it. Um, yeah. Does the Mandalorian die? He does not. Which okay. I am so thankful for. Because that was a big worry I had going into it. <laughs> yeah. Because did you so see some thinking, of the... You know... I was, was going to say, did you see some of the social media posts by some of those involved? Like one of the actors who plays Mando in the suit, uh, Brendan Wayne, kept... Yeah. He said like that ominous Instagram post about saying, be careful what you wish for in more episodes. Like it just might hurt too much from when you actually watch it. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So like what I was thinking is from this season, these last couple of episodes, it looks like they're building for 
up to Bo-Katan being the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were, they, they were going to switch things up and, uh, or at the very least, you know, like make Din Djarin, uh, sort of background character, which they have been doing in these past couple of episodes. The, for the majority uh, of the season, yeah, but these last two, is, I think, where we kind of felt like the much, previous season, yeah. where he was back to being like the main focus, and that was the case again in the finale. Yeah, and so like I, th- I thought they were gonna kill him off, and then have Bo-Katan be, be the uh, be the guy, uh, person, and then uh, I was thinking maybe maybe not, maybe like they're just gonna have uh, you know Din Djarin be a background character, sort of like. Uh, uh, Greek Carter or something, you know, just have him pop in a couple of episodes because, you know, Pedro Pascal is you know, this big actor now. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. again, I mean, I got kind of worried about that too as far as like Pedro Pascal's availability. And then you've, you've heard rumors too about always oh, not happy. And that just ended up being a thing that happened at the False. very beginning. And, and it's like there was something that happened at the very beginning of the series where they were negotiating his pay for the first season as far as not wanting uh, to pay him the full amount as an actor since he, he was mainly just being the voiceover, but he wanted to get paid yeah. as an as like the lead actor for it, which they had worked out and did. I kind of read that that was kind of the reason why they showed his face in the season one finale, but that's all worked out. So that wasn't really the case, but you heard all those rumblings and then him just being involved with all these different projects. But at the same time, it's like they easily could work around that because as we said, there's two other people who mainly play uh, Din Djarin in the Mandalorian suit throughout the course of the season. So it shouldn't be too big of a factor for him to do some voiceover to still being the main character. So, yeah, because I, yeah. I was real worried about that going into it. I was, like, really anxious. Like, are they going to do this? And if they do it, it has to be done perfectly and really well if they're going to kill off your main character <laughs> only in their third season, who's become a fan favorite character already. I don't know why they just don't do that totally, where it's just like, just have a body double. Mm-hmm. And then Pedro Pascal can just do the voiceover. Because... He's not supposed to take off the helmet, right? Exactly. So why are you paying? You know, I mean, like, 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 like why does he have to be there? Why can't he just do the voiceover? Mm-hmm. Like, like, just do that totally. Which but, I don't know. Uh, maybe don't. Yeah. But again, like you said, it, it opens him up to do more other projects, like, like with The Last of Us, obviously. Yeah. So. But yeah, it was it was a very I, satisfying finale. I want the uh, Okatan show. That. I, I, I want the Mandalorian to be the vocal talent show, and then we can have Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we'll see how with the eventual series, how they move forward. Maybe that might be a possibility, especially when they're all leading up to this big movie that we're gonna get. So maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bo-Katan gets their like own spinoff series with how things ended here. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, okay. But and I mean, I'll leave. I'll leave that to the, see for yourself. See, what they did with Bo-Katan in the series is what they got right with Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. Just make a really cool armor set. And I feel like they've, they've done that. And then now they can just build the story around her. Yeah. Give, um, and give them a character arc, which she really she really got in this season over the course of the last two when she showed, before she first showed up in season two. Yeah. You know what I noticed? Remind me, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Clone Wars, Bo-Katan's hair doesn't show, right? Out of, out of the bottom of her helmet? 
No, it doesn't. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. just noticed that uh, in uh, in the TV show. I mean, in the Mandalorian. Does it show a little bit? Her hair. Yeah. I haven't noticed in, that actually. In the Mandalore, when they when they all go back to Mandalore, uh, okay. in that episode. Yeah, hmm. like I, to, I, I can see it. I was like, that. "Hey, Akamar, her hair is bumping out in the bottom." But I mean, minor thing. And <laughs> I mean, she has that helmet off anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it's not like it matters. One other thing I'll say on the finale, not to build it up too much, but one of the coolest mm-hmm. action sequences you you can see in Star Wars, and that goes for movies too. It was really, really cool. Yes. <laughs> Mandalorians flying around. That's why you. I need. mean. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not too far or not too hard to think of where it could go, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's all you really need is Matt Lorian's flying around really coolly. Yes, <laughs> oh, we got that. Yeah, okay. And am I safe to assume, too, you have you've yet to watch the Bad Batch finale <laughs> if you haven't seen the Mando one? Uh, Bad Batch. I can can't get into the season i don't know what it is but you watch the majority of it you gotta finish it off <laughs> i know i know i it is some of the best there's something stuff about too. the season yeah i that's what i've been hearing on twitter reading on twitter and i just can't get into it i don't know what it is come on dude just plow through these lines it's a mystery <laughs> to me i know i know it's just a mystery to me why I can't get into the season for some reason. Uh, it disappointed me, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Now confirm for me one thing. Does does Rampart come back? No, he doesn't. Uh, he He's pretty... has one of the best voices. <laughs> like the actor, the voice actor that they uh, got for him. Yeah, he's one of the best Star Wars voices. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's so ominous or whatever, but... <laughs> Well, there's another, yeah. that doctor, that new doctor who kind of took Rampart's place as the villain. His voice is even more yeah. sinister and ominous. He's a heavy breather, too. <laughs> you notice he, you can hear him breathing a lot as he uh, says his dialogue. Uh, ah, but it's so good. <laughs> well, yeah, I, j- I just don't know why I can't get into it. I'm sorry, Dane. I'm sorry. Finish it just for me, Dane. Just finish these last three episodes. Even if there's some episodes in between the last three, just watch those last three. I'm gonna have to finish it before uh, Survivor comes out. I know I'm gonna have to finish it. Do that. Because <laughs> I won't have time. But, but yeah. Anyway. Okay. Good. And I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about, too, was something I just watched yesterday, which was the Power Rangers Once and Always 30th Anniversary special that hit Netflix this past week, which was. Celebrating the 30th anniversary of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which just in itself is one of those hard to believe <laughs> uh, anniversary milestones that the series is 30 years old already, which makes me feel older, which I am. <laughs> so, um, but um, going into it, it was, I was like excited for it, but at the same time, a little, not hesitant, but just curious to see how much I would enjoy it because knowing they couldn't get everyone back. Um, from the original cast, um, they got uh, they definitely tried. So for whatever reason, Austin St. John, who played Jason the Red, Red Ranger, didn't come back. Amy Jo Johnson, who played Kimberly the Pink Ranger, didn't come back. And Jason Frank, who you know we sadly passed away back in uh, November. Um, this was filmed before his passing, and they did offer him to come back, and he he declined. 
So that wasn't the reason why he couldn't come back for it. But um, how come the red and the pink didn't come back? I don't know about the red one, but Amy Jo Johnson, like people were saying it was money wise, but she denied that on Twitter. She's been saying it wasn't because of money. Like I declined it for other reasons. So that's she didn't specifically say why either, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe she didn't want to go because they filmed in New Zealand. Maybe she didn't want to travel there or didn't feel the story was right. I don't know, but she's still kind of promoting it. I know she sent out a tweet when it uh, first premiered, kind of promoting it, saying it's out and congratulating on the 30 years. So she seems to in good spirits, at least with it. But I wonder why she didn't do it, because it would have been great to have her in it. Um, why did they film in New Zealand? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was cheaper. Cost effect. <laughs> I'm not sure, but it looked good. And in the fight scenes and some of the environments they had, it looked good. Like, like tax reasons? It, was, like, it all comes down to money. You know yeah. it has to be for money. <laughs> right. But Well, I mean, isn't that the thing about Power Rangers? Is like they, they just really cheap out on everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole original series is being cheap and just licensing old Sentai footage <laughs> and just filming yeah, the yeah. very basic like, that you need for the American audience stuff. <laughs> Non-union actors. Yeah. Well, they weren't paid oh, maybe well, that's, that's for sure. Maybe that's why she can't, she can't do it because she's a union actor actress and it's probably a non-union job maybe yeah, that's I'm not sure well things could have changed when because hasbro owns it now so maybe things have changed that way where with hasbro being the ownership that caused the difference i don't know but <laughs> i didn't look too deeply they're, they're, for the reason paying, well. they're paying uh they're paying union wages <laughs> <laughs> it's not just you know ten dollars and a slice of pizza <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for eight months of work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think this was that long. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. It was only like a 55-minute special. So pretty uh-huh. much just like two That's and a half episodes put together. <laughs> so so tell me about this then. So, so they, it, did, did they have like the, the current Power Rangers and then, I don't know, they time travel and then like, oh, the old Rangers are back. Not really. I thought they might have gone that route, but here's the thing. So, obviously, it's like, it's like it's set 30 years later. So we're catching up with them 30 years down the ride. So the only original original members that came back were uh, Walter Jones as Zach the Black Ranger, David Yost as Billy the Blue Ranger. Um, and this was cool because this is the first time they've really come back for anything since they left the series all the way back. So it was cool to see them back, and that was the highlight of the special because both of them are great, especially Walter Jones as Zach. Um, he's always been one of my favorite Rangers back in the day. So to have him come back um, and just kind of fit right back into that role was just really great. He did a great job. And but here's the thing where because also, you know, there's the tragedy of the death of Tui Trang, who played Trini the Yellow Ranger back in 2001, where she died in a car accident. And so this was yeah, kind of. Used... She died. Yeah, I didn't know she died like a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, it, what yeah, did she die from? It's a car accident. Yeah. Uh, I see. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it was. And then this, so this special was kind of like in a way to pay tribute to her as well, which I think they did a nice job where um, the whole setup was it was her because in the universe she has a daughter. And the, the episode or the special starts with pretty much all the original Rangers. Uh, Rita has come back as a robot. And so they're facing off against her. Uh, first it was Billy, then the other Rangers come back. But here's the thing this is where it holds the special back where it's like they're using the characters jason kimberly trini and tommy 
they're all in their costumes with the ranger suit they're using kind of old audio from old episodes to do like their uh Ugh. their kiosk the child like the karate yells or the martial arts yells as they're fighting and so it's okay. them but obviously the actors are not there so but the characters are but they're still doing like these editing tricks to not really show them out of costume without their helmets because there's a moment where Zach and Billy take their helmets off. The, the rest of the Rangers leave it on because we know the actors aren't there. So uh, that's just like the frustrating aspect of it, where it's like they couldn't go all in for what uh, a big 30th anniversary celebration could have been. But the story of it is they actually, in the universe, killed Trini off there too, where it, during that battle, we see Trini sacrifice herself to save Billy um, as Rita Blaster, and she dies. And then the whole story is Zach and Billy kind of wondering how they're going to tell her daughter and should they tell her the truth because her daughter didn't know she was a power ranger um but as they were debating what they should do that uh, her daughter overheard and that's how she found out and then they later reveal that they tell her everything and then it cuts to a year later um to where they're going to visit her gravestone or tombstone and then you hear the voices again of the other original rangers as they're following zach and Trini's daughter Min to make their way but we hear the voices we don't see them and then they're morphed into their costumes already so but they're calling them their names like Jason Kimberly so we know it's them and Tommy and Tommy's back as the Green Ranger this is one of those things where you kind of have to roll with it because we don't know how they got back to becoming Rangers again 30 years later <laughs> because um, we know that eventually their time came to an end in the series where they gave the powers to other Rangers and the series has gone on <laughs> with so many different Rangers and teams and all that stuff so I actually want to see the story of how they came back <laughs> to being Rangers as kind of like adults now. What was the reason that they got their powers back and became Rangers all these years later? That's the story I want to see. <laughs> but I don't think we're going to get that unless it's in a comic book form. But, um, oh, but so, they it, came... so it wasn't it, it wasn't just like continuous where like we're 50 years old now and we've been fighting since we were, we were 17. Exactly. Yeah, they were the point where they weren't rangers anymore. Yeah, they had other lives. Like Zach, they said in the special, became a congressman. Billy owned this big like tech company oh. called Cranston Tech, and that's where he built the new command center for the rangers to meet, like underground his tech business, where all upstairs are employees who have no idea they're <laughs> working above the Power Rangers work, uh, command center. <laughs> so, so that was kind of some cool imagine, stuff to get revealed about what happened to the characters. Imagine if your elected official all of a sudden became a Power Ranger. Right. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. Oh, no, wait. Pe- people don't know that he's the Black no. Ranger. No. Uh, uh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. It's kind of cool. I'm not sure if you... Because I'm pretty sure this was in Go-Go Power Rangers where they kind of established that Zach kind of took an interest in politics and helping out um, with that um, as a teenager. So I wonder if that's something they pulled yeah. from those comic stories to add to his character in the series, which is kind of cool. It would so, be smart. It would because that series is amazing as you're experiencing. Yeah. Uh, are you still into yeah. it or did you finish uh, Go Go? Uh, no, I haven't finished it. But uh, I think I said this last time, Tim, but am I wrong in thinking, again, I'm not a Power Rangers fan, didn't really grow up with it, didn't watch it, haven't watched any Power Rangers really. Um, my only interaction is the comics. Uh, am I wrong in saying that uh, Gogo is better than Kyle Higgins' run? You did mention this last time, Dave, but I, it's worth repeating because I agree with you. <laughs> I found that out as oh, I was okay. reading Gogo. Like, man, yeah. this is really great. And I 
think I actually like it more than the main one, which I really loved as well. So, no, you're not yeah. wrong, and I agree with you. Not that there's anything wrong with Kyle Higgins' run. Exactly. Like did with, like, the big storyline, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's more... Uh, it's definitely more focused, like, just sticking more, to the the characters. Because yeah. Kyle Higgins, did, he just went big with Rangers lore, which is awesome. Yeah, but right. I do like how this one's more focused with the original team. That's what I felt, and that's kind of why I was lost, because I don't know the lore, and, like, I had to ask you, like, okay, so, Tim, is the Green Ranger bad, or... How come he's bad in some scenes or whatever? And like, uh, with this one, I feel like they explain things a little better because they're not so worried about like, okay, so this has to connect to that. You know, like, we need to tell the story of this thing from the lore that's a big magical sword thing and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. It doesn't get bogged down by that. And, I don't know, it feels a little more personal. It's more akin to the... Uh, uh, Ninja Turtles comic, where it's mm-hmm. like you're really, it's really personal and it's really deep in the personal yeah. story, rather than you know we're fighting uh, we're we're fighting Krang for the 18th time, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. And it just feels very realistic of how these teenagers would deal with having this responsibility and these powers, where it yeah. is a struggle and it's not easy. Where in the TV show, it just felt like a normal thing is really easy to balance between <laughs> your life and um, being a superhero. And it's, how, and it's great. And lots of fun too. We're like, nothing could go wrong. But with this one, it just really showcases how it's not easy. It is a struggle that these you know, characters have to go through and deal with. Okay. So like, I don't know. Cause I was, I was feeling a little insecure or like <laughs> anxious because I was like, Oh, like I'm watching all these, these videos and like people are saying like, or uh, Power Rangers fans are like, this is the greatest Power Rangers thing that ever happened. And they're talking about the Kyle Higgins run. And like, I'm At like, the time it was. <laughs> but, but I, yeah, and then I got to remember that Gogo came after that. And like, it's, I don't know. It's it's like, people. I, I guess people were praising it, and I guess it is, you know, because people understand the lore and how, how it all of the comic connects to the original television show. Like, I don't know. I did, uh, all this to say, I like Gogo better than I like Gogo Power Rangers. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I definitely understand why, and I and I would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but going back to the special, so yeah, eventually the Rangers that were the actors couldn't come back. <laughs> all the ones who didn't get. Uh, captured and transformed it's like these little action figures that rita turns them into and she's using it to power a machine that we don't know the reason why yet um but with that once that happens uh they go back to the command center and they tried to they have this uh protocol called the bandora protocol which is the name of rita in the original japanese version of power rangers uh zoo ranger which is i guess a nice little nod to that but that, with that, it calls in some of the other Rangers who replaced the original actors. So because they were able to come back, <laughs> Rocky, who replaced Jason as the original Red Ranger and Cat, uh, who replaced Kimberly as the Pink Ranger, they came back uh, for the special. So they were there. So we have uh, them back. And it was cool to see them, too. I mean, I got to be honest, when they, we had the cast change in the original series, that's where like a lot of my <laughs> interest in the series went away where it's like, uh, it's just not the same. And it never really recovered that uh, for me as a fan. 
um, back in those early days. But still, they're part of that Ranger history, and it was cool to bring them back uh, for the special, too. And I will say another great thing about the comics and in Gogo, both Gogo and the mainline, where it really dives into like the reasoning why they left and how the other Rangers reacted to that and just how it wasn't as smoothly and just so awkwardly done in the TV series. It really added like the most the worst moment of Power Rangers history became one of the best character moments in the comics between in the comics between some of those characters when some of the original members had to leave. What the comics did with that was just brilliant. Um, so um, you I think we'll get to that eventually and go go. But um, so, yeah, we got them back and they're they're able to like duplicate the powers of the original ones who weren't there to like these duplicate coins. Um, which they kind of say, oh, it's not safe type of thing. We don't know how, like, how this will work. This to kind of, it didn't really go anywhere. They still had the same amount of power. It wasn't like they're on limited time or anything, but just had to give a reason to why they could use the powers, why the original ones were trapped as action figures type of thing. So the action was cool in this. I mean, it was all new footage. There was no <laughs> reuse of old Sentai footage. And it was just great seeing like those original costumes together again, because there would be these other Power Rangers series and specials where, they bring back other members from other series and teams, but they just be like in the background as cameos or only be one character from a team. But to have all the Night of Morphin Power Ranger costumes out here as the focus and action again, it was great. Uh, so this, the fan of me was really geeking out about that and just seeing him take on like classic putties and having some redone original monsters. So this is a lot of visually visual nostalgia pleasing stuff <laughs> that we got in here. Um, but the whole other story we're getting with Trini's daughter Min was her wanting to get revenge on Rita for killing her mom and wanted to be a dude as a Power Ranger and she steals the the Sabertooth Tiger Morpher. She tries to use it. It doesn't work. Um, it's not something anyone can just use and it's one of those story uh, arcs for the character where she has to learn not to have, have revenge but to act selfless and she tries to do things like uh, bite the putties and take on Rita but she can't morph because she's doing it for selfish reasons. And eventually they work out a plan to go to Rita's base on the moon to fig- to see what she's doing with the captured rangers. And it reveals she's captured other rangers from other series. And she's pretty much powering a machine that will allow her to travel back in time and to talk to her younger self um, in the very first episode of the series. And her plan is to, <laughs> I mean, for Power Rangers, this is kind of as dark as it gets <laughs> for the TV show anyway. And it was kind of nice to actually hear characters say kill and uh, not like, Oh, I'm going to finish you or destroy you. It's actually say I'm going to kill you and have a character actually die and say things like they're dead and type things it's like unheard of for Power Rangers back in the day. So, and so Rita's plan was to talk to her younger self and have her kill all the original Rangers in their sleep before Zordon can even recruit them. <laughs> that was her plan uh, to have her kill them before they even become Rangers and not just anyway do it while they're sleeping. So. <laughs> Uh, again, for Power Rangers, like to even think of that being some words uttered as you're watching the original series back in 1993, it was like it would have been unheard of. So it's kind of crazy to hear that type of plan be used for this special in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But um, up to a point where they're in the battle, uh, Trini's daughter Min gets captured by some of the two monsters Rita has. They bring her to the palace, and then as the fight ensues, Rita was going to kill Billy the same way she killed Trini, but um min jumps in front of the blast to protect billy and this whole time she's holding a grudge against billy because it it was revealed billy was trying to bring zordon back um but while doing that he accidentally brought the spirit of rita back instead and rita her spirit inhabited 
Alpha 8, <laughs> the robot, his body. Because I was wondering, why is she in a robot body? Um, is it something that's going to be explained or they're just doing it because whatever? <laughs> but it was, I like the reasoning of having her in a body of an Alpha model um, was kind of a neat way to go about it. So um, that was the reason why. And because of that, obviously, Billy brought it back. Trini died because of that. So Min had a grudge against Billy throughout the course of the story. But with some words from wisdom for De from Zach, because uh, Zach becomes her legal guardian um, since Trini died. So uh, there were some good character moments there. Again, just Walter Jones did a great job of just not only seeing him back in action as Zach, but you know, showing how he's grown as a character and becoming a father figure too was great to see. So Min actually jumps in front of that blast. She gets hit, but it hits the morpher, and which keeps her from dying. But with that, doing that selfless act, she's now able to use the morpher, and she morphs into the Yellow Ranger. And the battle ensues with all five original Rangers. And again, this is a great sight to behold <laughs> with all seeing them back again. But then, of course, in typical Power Rangers fashion, we have to have the monster grow and use the Megazord. And this is probably the weakest aspect of it where the Zords and the CG, it did not look good. <laughs> I, mean, I wish they just used the old style of people in suits fighting each other the old kaiju way <laughs> because it looks a lot better than this really low-budgeted CG effects that we've had with the Megazord. And again, it's a Power Ranger TV special, so not expecting it to look great, but it's hoping it look better than what it got. Because it, it barely looked better than what we got in that 1995 movie, which is really laughable CG at this time, looking back on it. It was then, and it's even more so now. So the CG wasn't great, but seeing the Rangers back in the Zords and the Megazord... Uh, cockpit like more modern more high-tech which looked neat and seeing actually billy the blue ranger be the leader and pilot it was a cool sight to behold as well so some cool things too regardless of the bad cg effects so of course they're they defeat that monster they're able to free the other rangers and they stop uh, rita from she just opened the portal to see her past self but before she can relay their plan uh, the robot rita body is destroyed um and that portal closes and they save the day and then the ending of it was, it was kind of cool to, to be back at their hangout, the juice bar, which was the main staple of the series where all the, the rangers and kids hung out there. So to see that brought back again and then kind of having Zach Billy reminisce about it and then telling stories about um, their time as rangers with Min and her mom Trini was great. And another cool thing too is where when Min touched the morpher, she'd be able to solve memories of her mom as a ranger. And we got kind of got flashback footage of seeing uh, Trini back with the Rangers. It's cool little nods there. And then uh, obviously she's going to be part of the team. Zach and Billy will still remain Rangers and kind of has her mentor moving forward. And then there was a nice ending where there was an episode, I believe it was when Tommy lost his Green Ranger powers for good, where it was just all the main cast sitting at that juice bar and like Amy Jo Johnson as Kimberly playing her guitar, singing a song, and just kind of using that again to end this episode as a tribute for all the original members of the cast was a good way to end it. And then at the very end, a tribute to tree Trang and Jason Frank, um, remembering them as Rangers. So it was cool. It was, it was better than I expected because going into it, I was wondering how it was going to work. Um, with just only have only having a few members back. And again, I, I still think that held it back overall to be, have it be really special, to have all the original ones who were who are still here to be back in it it was disappointing but at the same time it was still a fun great 
uh, tribute to the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. So um, overall, I had a fun time with it. I enjoyed it. Uh, another disappointment, no Bulk and Skull. I mean, they had a fun little Easter egg that had a billboard of their sandwich business that they built. But I was hoping we'd see Bulk and Skull 30 years later because they're without doubt, without a doubt, the best characters in Power Rangers. I mean, they have the best arc. They have the best actors playing them. They're the funniest. So I was hoping for a reunion with Zach Billy and Bulk and Skull. That would have been cool. But uh, yeah, it was fun. I'm glad we got it. And yeah, I just can't believe it's 30 years already. But um, so overall, I give it a solid three out of five. I had a fun time watching it. You know what I just read, Tim? What's that? Uh, we've been doing this podcast longer than Matt Harvey has has had a career in uh, <laughs> baseball. I know it. That's that. That doesn't sound too far fetched for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 2012 to 21. <laughs> that's right We're, we beat him by uh two years <laughs> two years <laughs> uh tim, so, uh tim let's come also <laughs> that's right uh, but uh yeah he he was uh 2007 to i can't remember 2016 i think man he had like nine the- years like the like the shining as the brightest star that kind of faded away so class so fast. I mean, he had some great yeah. dominant years, and after that, it was just nothing. He he won three World Series. Hey, he got three World Series Cy Young. So I mean, <laughs> I don't think yeah. he's complaining about his career. Yeah, uh, it's just his mechanics. It's just uh, kind his of his size, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that it, Tim? Yeah, that's going to do it for this one. So I'll throw it to you, Dan, as always, for the outro. All right. Just go over to BatmanUniverse.net, Facebook.com, BatmanUniverse, Twitter handles at BatmanUniverse, Tim's Twitter handle is at TimG311. My Twitter handle is at Dancing's Banana. Rate and review us on iTunes. iTunes doesn't exist anymore. It's a podcast. So do it over there. Uh, and if you want to email the show, you can email the show. Batfans and Alphans at gmail.com. Show Twitter handles at Batfans Podcast. I forgot to say that. I don't think I said that too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next time. And you forgot to oh, sorry. do my intro, Dan. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't do it unless you throw it to me the way you oh, do. It, it just doesn't sound dang right. It, <laughs> it's been a while, Tim. It's been two weeks. I don't <laughs> expect this to remember. <laughs> Even though we've been doing this longer than Matt Hurry's right. been in the major leagues. <laughs> um, but like we see in every single episode, yeah. uh, each and every one of you, just with 70% of our hearts, that um, <laughs> the A's are hoping to fill the Las Vegas stadium. So <laughs> that's it. Oh, uh, Tim. How long were you holding on to that one? Uh, pretty early on, yeah. I figured that would, that would make a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got me on that one. You got me. Oh, I'll see you guys next time. See you next time.